the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. This is the second Sunday in Advent, and we are looking at the title of the message today, Trusting God in Difficult Times. Trusting God in Difficult Times. Christians should be the most optimistic people on planet Earth. In spite of what is happening in our world, natural disasters, financial crises, terrorist attacks, and personal problems, there is no reason for a Christian to feel hopeless when we serve a God who is in complete control of our lives and has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Even the staunchest of believers can sometimes lose sight of who God is in the midst of the trials and the tribulations of life. From time to time, we act like God is dead, or at least act like the God we serve is impotent and incapable of taking care of his children and of his church. As a Christian, I have every right to be optimistic about the, about the future. Sure, life has its problems and will always have problems. The Christian life is not a pleasure cruise, far from it. And yet in spite of all that you encounter and I encounter, we know that God is at work in our life and has given us the ability to handle any situation that may arise now and in the future. Some of you listening to me may be wondering how you're going to make it through Christmas and into the new year. But if you're a Christ follower, I want to remind you that God has been faithful to you in the past, and he will be faithful to you in the future. Regardless of what you have been through or what you will have to go through, the future is in God's hands, and therefore we can be hopeful. To be hopeful about life and to be optimistic about life, we need to keep reminding ourselves of who we are and what God has already done for us. And perhaps the best reminder of this is to be found in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 3 through 8. And here, Paul, uh, writing to the Ephesian Christians, 
reminded them that, number one, God has blessed us abundantly. He has blessed them and blessed us abundantly. And so in verse 3, Paul says, How we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we belong to Christ. Now, this is not a prayer. Paul is not asking for a blessing from God. He's not speaking about a coming day when we will be blessed. He is speaking about a present reality. It is an accomplished fact. Every blessing that is needed for spirit, soul, and body, every blessing that is needed for the past, the present, and the future, every blessing that is needed for salvation, spiritual growth, and service, and every blessing that is needed for time and eternity has been provided for us because we believe in Jesus Christ. Now, the story is told of a, a woman who lived in a dilapidated shack of a house, and this woman uh, lived like a pauper, collecting cans and bottles and sustaining herself uh, on handouts. But when she died, people went into her house, and to their amazement, they found it was filled from floor to ceiling with bundles of newspaper. And within each page was a crisp $20 bill. She was a wealthy woman, but she was not living in accordance with her wealth. And we do the same thing. We live at times like paupers, either because we are not aware of the blessings God has already provided for us, or because of our unbelief. But Paul says here that we have every spiritual blessing, everything that we need to live like a child of God has been provided for us. Note that Paul is speaking here about spiritual blessings as opposed to physical blessings. Now these blessings are in the heavenly realms. But someone would probably say, wait a minute, pastor, is that not pie in the sky by and by? What do these heavenly blessings have to do with my life in the here and now as I struggle uh, day after day just to survive? Well, if the blessings God gives you are only physical, you won't have them for long because the world in which we live is destined for destruction. Peter tells us that the earth is going to melt with fervent heat and everything here will be burnt up. Not only that, but we ourselves, these mortal bodies of ours, will fall into decay and we won't be around for very long. He said the things of this earth, no matter how precious or desirable, are only temporary and we need to remind ourselves of, of that. But what we have been given by God is eternal. When the stars have grown cold and the galaxies have ceased their spinning, we will still possess the blessings God has given us. The Christian operates in two spheres, the human and the divine, the visible and the invisible. 
Physically, we are on the earth in a human body, subject to all of the things which can happen to us. But spiritually, we are seated with Christ in the heavenly sphere. And it is the heavenly sphere that provides the power and the direction for our lives in the here and now. Because a Christian is with Christ in the heavenly realm, there is immediate access to all the resources of the Father. We don't have to go through a secretary or an administrative assistant when we call. We don't have to leave a voicemail. We have access to the Father's personal line, which is never busy. He says, call upon me and I will answer. And Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Answered prayer is one of the privileges of those who have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. A favorite expression of the Apostle Paul in in this and other passages is the expression in Christ. You notice how many times he says in Christ. He said time and time again, he used it to describe the relationship between a believer and Jesus Christ. He had come to the realization that to be in Christ was the safest and surest, the greatest and grandest relationship a person could have. It is in Christ that we have a life that can never die. It's in Christ that we have a love that can never be fathomed. It's in Christ that we have a joy that can never be removed. We have a peace that can never be troubled and a foundation that can never be moved. It's in Christ that we have a promise that can never be broken, a confidence that can never be shaken, a resource that can never be exhausted, and it is in Christ that we have a future that can never be regretted. And having told us that we have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm, because we belong to Jesus Christ, Paul goes on to give us the particulars in the remaining verses. And so referring to the past, Paul says, number two, God has chosen us as his very own to be holy. God has chosen us as his very own. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse, and verse 4 says, Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And in Romans chapter 8, 29 and 30, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him, and he gave them right standing with himself, and he promised them his glory. So way, way back in eternity, before the world was created, before time began, God did something wonderful for us which we can never fully comprehend. God determined to make us who did not yet exist, his own children, through the redeeming work 
of his son, Jesus Christ. He chose us to be the recipients of his grace. It is beyond our finite understanding that an infinitely holy God, looking down the highway of time, should select sinners like you and me to be members of his divine family and to provide us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. There was nothing about us that caused God to choose us, for we did not yet exist. The fact is that if we are Christians today, we are because God chose us in Christ before the world was created. Not only did he choose, choose us, but he made us heirs and joined heirs with Jesus Christ. This means that every spiritual blessing that Christ possesses, we possess. Because Christ is eternal life, we who believe in him have eternal life. Because Christ is righteous, we have been declared righteous. Because Christ is king, we shall reign with him. Because Christ is seated at the right hand of God, we are seated with him in the heavenly realm. And because Christ is the Holy One of God, we are declared holy in him. So do you see what this does for our identity as Christians? We are not afterthoughts in God's mind. We are not accidental members of his family. We have been specially selected by God to become members of his family. And what a tremendous privilege that is. All of the blessings and benefits we enjoy as Christians come from the fact that we are the chosen people of God. And the point I'm trying to make is that God has a purpose or a plan for your salvation and mine long before we were born and before the world was created. And at the right moment in time, he sent Jesus Christ to earth which we call the incarnation. He sent Christ to earth in order to execute the plan that he had determined from eternity. And so through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, then we who have been chosen by him, predestined by him, now become, a, in reality, his children. So you need to see how the, how the incarnation works. That Christ came for a specific purpose that of uh, saving those whom God had chosen before the foundation of the world uh, and to see that in time they would be the recipients of, that, of his grace. You see, God's plan for his elect or his chosen ones will always come to pass. His timing is always perfect. It is God's, if it is God's plan that you receive a particular blessing, no power on earth can prevent you from receiving it. So God's purposes for your life and mine will be perfectly executed. As the hymn says, no, uh, spiritual says, no man can hinder him. And the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8 and verse 31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? You see, it does not matter who is against you if God is for you, because they will not succeed. Some of you know what I'm talking about. By all calculations, you should not be here today in the position that you're in, doing the things that you're doing. 
Folk try to put obstacles in your way. They try to undermine you at every turn, but you still made it because God had determined from eternity past that you would be the person that he wants you to be. So God will not allow anybody to stand in the way of the blessings he has determined that you should have. But notice that God chose us for a reason. That we might be holy and without fault in his eyes. Now the will of God for us is absolute perfection. And one day we shall stand before him faultless and blameless without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. We shall be like Christ. But let us not forget that while we attain perfection only in the next world, it starts now in this world. God chose us in Christ. That, uh, that is past action. Now Paul moves us from the past to the present and tells us that God has adopted us as his sons and daughters. Number three, God has adopted us as his sons and daughters. In verse five, it says, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. And that's from the message, paraphrase. And in the New Living Translation, that same verse says, his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. See, if God has chosen us sinners to be holy and blameless, how does he bring that about? He does it through a change of family relationship, which we call adoption. This is the biblical doctrine of adoption. You see, adoption is a legal process which involves leaving one family and joining another, leaving behind all that was involved in the first family, and assuming the name, the characteristics, the resources, and the history of the second family. We all belonged initially to the family of Adam. But when we invited Jesus Christ to be the Lord of our lives and were born again spiritually, an adoption took place. You can't describe it, but it's something which, is, which only God knows. But an adoption took place. We were transferred into a new family, the family of God. Now think of it this way. You once belonged to a family which had real problems, a dysfunctional family. There was lying, stealing, backbiting, gossiping, hatred, murder, and you name it. But one day, a king came along and adopted you as his son or daughter and placed at his disposal all of his wealth and possessions and privileges belonging to his royal family. And the king said, my child, everything I have is yours. I want you to bear my name and to represent me wherever you go. I want you to be like Christ, your brother. You are a joint heir with him of everything that I possess. This means that every mercy, every gift, every reward, every authority is ours. 
Now Paul in verse 6 speaks of God's glorious grace which he has freely given uh, to the one he loves. But everything that God does for us is because of his grace. You see, if God has forgiven you of your sins, if he has helped you solve some of the problems that you found yourself in, if he has blessed you with health and a measure of uh, this world's good so that you can live a comfortable life, if he has comforted you in times of sorrow, if he has lifted you out of despair and depression, if he has calmed you in the midst of a storm, has healed you of some sickness or disease, or has opened doors of opportunity for you which you could not do for yourself, it is not because you earned it or deserved it, but it is only because of his marvelous grace and nothing else. Because of our adoption by God, he is now our father. We are no longer, we no longer have to fear him, for fear has been replaced by love. And when we have a need, we can go to him and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know, if thou withdraw thyself from me, uh, whither shall I go? You see, God has blessed us, God has chosen us, God has adopted us, and finally, God has redeemed and forgiven us. Has redeemed and forgiven us. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. That was from the NIV translation. Now from the New Living Translation it says, He is so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom through the blood of his Son and our sins are forgiven. Redemption. That's what the Bible is about. And that's what the life of our Lord Jesus Christ is about. He came into the world to save sinners, to redeem us. He said, Jesus Christ, by his blood, has redeemed us. And it is through the blood of Jesus that we are justified from our guilt, become joint heirs with, with him, adopted into the family of God, clothed in his, with his righteousness, and privileged to draw near to God. So the theme of the Old Testament and the theme of the New Testament is that Christ came into the world to die for our sins. There is a scarlet thread running through the scriptures. In Genesis, from the shedding of the blood of an innocent animal in the Garden of Eden to clothe the nakedness of Adam and Eve, to the book of Revelation where we see those who washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The whole theme of the Bible is redemption. Our hymns speak of this. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy, his child, and forever I am. There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Forgiveness is possible and available only because God laid on Jesus all our sins 
and he took the punishment that was due us. And the wonderful news of 1 John chapter 1 is that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So do you ever feel unworthy? Do you ever feel like your life is meaningless? Do you ever feel so weighed down by the burdens of life that you just want to give up at times? Do you ever feel lost and lonely? When you are feeling low and cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, remember who you are and what God has done for you. Remember that God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Remember that God chose you to be the recipient of his grace before the world was created. Remember that God adopted you into his divine family. And remember that God has redeemed you through the shed blood of Jesus and that all your sins are now forgiven. If that does not make you feel special, if that does not make you feel blessed, if that doesn't give you hope in the midst of the difficult circumstances you may be facing right now, if that doesn't make you feel like praising God, then I don't know what else will. Always remember that faith in Christ is something special. It can conquer all circumstances. It can destroy all doubts. It can defeat all discouragements, overcome all opposition, face all fears, stand all storms, Claim all promises, endure all trials, bear all burdens, because we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So faith will receive what God gives. Faith will believe what God says. Faith will trust what God does. Faith will obey what God commands. Faith will follow where God leads. And faith will answer when God calls. You see, faith can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Faith can see a rainbow in the midst of the storm cloud. Faith can see the sunrise coming, although the night be dark. Faith is not afraid to trust God, regardless of one's circumstances, regardless of one's job situation, regardless of one's family situation, because faith sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Oh, for a faith that will not shrink, though pressed by many a foe, that will not tremble on the brink of any earthly woe. Lord, give me such a faith as this, and then, whatever may come, I'll taste even now the hallowed bliss of our eternal home. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617 617- Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. 
And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.